0: Good morning. Good morning on a Monday, and I'm excited to be with you as always because we just really kind of—I—I I feel that you inspire me to, you know, to be a better business owner and a martial arts school owner. So uh, thanks for being on the call with me.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. And I'm—I'm I'm just glad we get an opportunity to be able to do this, uh, you know, on this type of forum, where years ago this wasn't, this wasn't even uh, available to to you or I as school owners when we were, especially you, but, uh, I, myself too, at at one point, this wasn't available for school owners to learn from different school owners and, you know, be able to just plug in your earbuds and go for a run and, and learn some things. So that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I actually have a, a a person who torments me when our when our uh, release is a day off because he's he's like, when's the new iPod you know the 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 release? When when's it coming out? I'm waiting on iTunes and it hasn't shown up and I'm like, it'll be there. We're just a day behind. No, no, but this is my Tuesday. I clean, I, I fix, I do, and then I go to the gym. And I, I, every Tuesday, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. We'll try to stick to that a little bit better next time. <laughs> It's pretty. So. Yeah, cool. So I think we've had a talk about this. And, you know, what are we on? Like 57 calls?
1: This is our 62nd,
0: I believe. Holy macro. So 62 calls that we put together, um, literally, you know, one for every week for over a year, and, and you know, it's pretty exciting for school owners alone. Not, not to just see about consistency, but how, you know, how much there's so much to talk about as a school owner. You and I, as school owners and business owners, that we could just keep on going. Yeah, sometimes we repeat ourselves a little bit over, go over things that we've talked about in the past. However, we try to always use. New new material or at least a new spin on it so that school owners could keep on peeling those, the layer, each layer of the onion, so to speak. Agreed. Yeah. So today we wanted to talk about rules, right? We wanted to talk about business rules. And, and let me, let me kind of lead up to this a little. I have a good friend in a very similar type business. Um, and uh, that person runs a, a business that deals with martial arts schools and um, she, that person just started a new business and now is building that business, has some really heavy money backers, but is dealing with some of the old school, like old client, old people ways where they were set in having access to this person 24-7. They were set at having a text message, re- you know, returned immediately or a phone call returned immediately or the phone picked up at 10, 11 o'clock at night. And as this business is expanding, um, it's hard for that person to do it, you know. And I, I said, you have to have rules for your business. You have to set those rules and they have to become, you know, they could be Flexible at times for emergencies, but they have to be kind of concrete uh, how you do things so you could, so you're not always bending to the whim of every client and new parent situation. Does does that sound like that makes sense?
1: It most certainly does. And I know, um, I don't know how you were, but I know in the beginning I was totally available for everyone, and that's not the case anymore.
0: Yeah, I was too, and I I remember um, a parent in general who I still uh, stay in touch with on Facebook, who had two children in my school that both became black belts. And when they first joined my school, I taught on Monday, Wednesday, Friday from like 6 to 8.30 or 9. I had two classes three days a week. And then I expanded my school, it grew so massively, and then I opened up a big location and expanded to like 20 hours a week. And this person came to me going, you're not teaching as much as you used to. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I <laughs> only used to teach six or eight classes a week. Now I'm teaching 22 classes a week, but I, I'm not teaching every class. you know." And they were like, "Well, you, know, you should be accessible. And I saw right then and there how they were just going to want me to be there every day. If I was teaching 60 classes a week, I, they would want me there 60 classes. And if I didn't go there, then I was a seller. Out or I was lazy, and I saw that the pressure on me would always be on me, and I needed to start to separate uh, how I felt about what people thought, about how I felt about what people's opinion of what I should be doing or what they think I should drive or act like or be like, etc., etc.
1: Um, I agree, and I I took a long time to learn that I need to be immune to criticism.
0: Right? How did you do that? I'd love to know a little bit about your personal philosophy on being immune to criticism because, you know, we are creatures of, we you know, martial artists are creatures of habit. We want people to like us. We want them to love what we do. The martial arts school is our baby. The students are our children. You know, what is it that we do that, you know, what do we do to overcome, you know, people saying something negative? Just like the other day, I'm on my Facebook page and I notice a negative post and, and, and I don't ever really get negative posts. And this post on Facebook was, you know, of course, hidden in the post section. It said, They're a ripoff. They they go through their contracts so quickly and they make you stick to them. And I, I, I never even heard that this person was mad. So I deleted the post and then I emailed them and said, I really wish you would have just contacted me and talked to me if you were upset. I really wish you would have talked to me and told me that there was an issue. But really what happened was they signed their agreement. They trained for three or four months. Um, they, of course, you have three days to rescind on an agreement in our state, um, in our area. You could, three days, you could cancel it, get your money back. That's the law. And they never did that. For four months, they were happy. I'm sure little Johnny then got bored, or they didn't want to come anymore, so the parents didn't have the, the uh, control to say you're going and decided to let him quit. And, of course, who's the bad guy? Me, because I'm making them stick to an agreement that they claim they didn't hear. And my, meanwhile, by the way, for those that are listening, we have 15 steps to continually reiterate and go over our policies that people will go through. We have a sign up process and then we review it at the end of the contract. After they sign the contract, we go over it again. So that's two. Then we have eight weeks of calls and emails which go out that continually reiterate what we said in that agreement. And we give them a welcome to the family booklet. That's an 18 page gorgeous book that um, 90% of the people don't even open. So we go over this continuously and they have the nerve to say hey we were too quick at the sign up process so what do you think
1: i think it's crazy but it's it's the way our society is unfortunately and you know they're just uh, they're going to reproduce who they are unfortunately and that kid's going to be it's bad it's just bad all around and and of course they're looking for somebody
0: to blame and that's you Right, right. Exactly. It's never, ever. It's so the old Buddhist saying is you could point the finger outward, but you really should be pointing the finger inward, right? Um, but, you know, hey, people don't want to do that. But anyway, tell me how you, as an owner, <laughs> overcame no. – yeah, go ahead. Hey,
1: I, I was going to say, no, they were pointing the finger upward <laughs> to you. <Right. laughs>
0: Right, right exactly yeah that's a whole nother point right another finger <laughs> yeah. but but tell me tell me your you know your philosophy I know that you know you've dealt with some struggles in the past and you've dealt with employees and it's issues and parents just like all of us school owners so what makes you sleep at night not letting it keep you up because mrs. Jones is mad because you wouldn't give Johnny his belt or mr. Smith is pissed because yeah he has to stick to the agreement that he signed and while everything was good they loved you but when they wanted to quit and you didn't allow them to just walk away and disregard their contract or their agreement or their payments or whatever the case may be, how do you, how do you go to sleep at night and let that personally affect you? And then, and then we'll talk about the rules we put in place.
1: Well, I didn't used to. I used to let everything affect me. Um, when a student would leave, I was crushed. I would think it was my fault, even if I had nothing to do with it. Um, and I think part of it is life over time. I've become calloused, which probably isn't a good thing. Um, but for my sanity, it is a good thing. So I think part of it has been life. The other part is, uh, understanding that not everybody is going to like me and that I need to be okay with that. You know, I do want to be Mr. Brummett, the guy in town that changes kids. Um, but I understand that every kid can I change and I wish I could, but I can't, it's unrealistic. And I understand now even more than, than ever that in most cases it's the it's the changing of the parent that i need to uh need to do and not necessarily the kids and so understanding that majority of the time if i'm having a difficulty you a difficult time it's it's going to be with the parent and i think the right. other thing was i i can remember the first time that i had to let somebody go like they were just a a, a cancer in the school that i had just had to cut out and get rid of and right. that, after after that After that first person I kicked out and I had decided, this is what I was going to say. I just said to them, you know, Mrs. So-and-so I no longer can service you and your family. Like I couldn't even say the word you're kicked out. That's how scared I was. And she's like, so what are you saying? I said, I, I said, well, I'm saying that I can no longer service you and your family. Right. And she's like, are you kicking us out? I said, I no longer can service you. And your." I think I said that like five or six times before she just left. (laughs) And uh, but that was one of the biggest turning points for me was actually coming to the understanding that I can fire clients and it's okay. And I have fired other clients since then. But by doing that, number one, when I did that, everybody else was like, wow, they they, number one, I think they knew that it needed to happen before I did. Um, It's kind of like a bad employee. Uh, yeah. all the other employees know that you need to let that person go well before you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second, you know, the second thing was the next time I had to do it, it wasn't as hard. And I, you know, I just told them that I could no longer service you. Even the second person I had to let go. I said, that I can no longer, I can no longer service you. And so now one of my, one of my mantras, if you will, is this is my happy house. And when I'm, You know, everybody's going to be happy here. Now, I know that's a facade, but meaning that uh, I'm going to be happy. And if somebody isn't happy, I certainly will try to fix it if I can. But if I can't, this is my happy house. And if you're not happy, you're the one that's going. I'm not the one that's going. Right. And
0: I have. Go ahead. No, no, it's interesting in how you say that because, you know, we, you know, who the heck ever, you know, you, you hear about people all the time complaining about their jobs, they hate their boss, they hate their job, they hate their, the people and co-workers, and, and, um, they, yet they go to work in a prison every single day, literally tortured every day, you know, drinking a little bit more poison, I'm sure it's kind of changing their DNA internally and making them more, um, uh, you know, uh, susceptible to disease and sickness and stress and all heart disease and all that because when you're unhappy, that's what happens, right? So the more oh, happy yeah. you are, the better. So if you have a school where you love to be at, and the energy is there, and you know, I can't use the example uh, other than what I've seen on television and reports of Google. From what I hear, like people just love to work for that company. I mean, it's free food, and they have these pods you sit in and relax, and time off, massage people. It's just supposedly an unbelievable workplace, and that's why it's so productive, right? So who well, wants I- work and be tortured
1: I had a parent come up to me and this was a couple of weeks ago and she said something about hey um one of the parents are complaining that you're you know some of the staff members and uh, are chewing gum while they're teaching right and I I said well I chew gum while I teach I said I don't want bad bad breath when I'm talking to your kid on the floor and um she says, "Well, I don't have a problem with it," and I. And she goes, they, "But they wanted me to come up, and it was like two people. They wanted me to come up and talk to you about it." And I said, "Well, I said I have said I said I have a, a, an idea who it is," and I said, "You tell that person to come to me and talk to me." Right. And she, the the, the mom, just kind of looked at me. She's like, "All right." So then, my next staff meeting, I brought up the fact that, guys, there are people out there that you know uh, that are watching you. And they're, you're chewing your gum. I said, I have no problem. You're chewing your gum. I said, just make sure that if you're talking, when you're talking, giving commands, just stick it up in the, the the side of your cheek or whatever, like you're a squirrel. And and so that it's not smacking on anything when you're talking. I said, but other than that, I said, I don't care if you're chewing gum. Right. And I right. said, I'm going to, I told my staff, I said, I can tell you this right now. If this mom decides to come to me and says to me that we as a collective unit don't think that you should I said she's done I said I'm gonna cut the head right off a snake I said she's out of here I said because if she's not you know woman enough or man enough or tough enough or whatever to come to me and say I don't believe you know it's my personal feeling that you shouldn't be chewing gum out on the floor it's disrespectful you know she if she's trying to start a coup I said I'm just gonna cut the head off a snake and be done you know, so even my staff knows that I've got their back. And not to mention that if I'm willing to do that, um, on them, you know what I'm saying? So it's, I think part of it is that I've enough's enough. I've, I've let enough parents push me around. I've let enough people push me around over time. Um, and you just get to a point where you're not going to be pushed over, around anymore. And well, I've decided that it's, it's, it's business. It's not personal. It's right. not, you know, it's just, it's business. I want my business to run a specific way. I want there to be a specific atmosphere. Uh, I want to be happy when I walk in. And, it's, and I use the analogy that, you know, I don't ever want to be the type of person that when I walk into the supermarket and somebody sees me, they, they pretend like they don't see me or they hurry up and get to the other aisle because, I'm the one that's the complainer, the annoying, and, and nor do I want that in my school. I don't want that person to be in there, and everybody else is going, oh, my gosh, I wish that they would just quit. Uh, you know what I mean? I just – we I don't need that.
0: I agree with you, and, and I have – it. and by the way, I think we talked about this recently, or at least you and I talked about it, was when people people are afraid of us. Um, you know, to come to us and speak to us and be open and honest with us as the owners, as the head instructors, as the seventh or the fifth degree black belt that runs the school. They're not afraid of us physically. They're afraid to, to confront us because not because we're ever so powerful, but because they know that we have a certain standard and we're not gonna allow them to lower themselves to a standard and, and we will not accept it. In other words, Johnny wants to quit. Well, that's just unacceptable. Well, he doesn't wanna go anymore. Well, that's just unacceptable. So now they don't want to – they've made the decision to let Johnny quit, so they're going to sneak away quietly like a ninja in the night and not talk to us. And then when they see us – or at the supermarket, they're going to be hiding behind the tomatoes and you know behind the counter and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, not because we're bad. And then they kind of people uh, and I see this all the time. They recreate history to benefit themselves. And I just saw a, a TV show where they quoted a quote, and I tried to remember it, but I forget what it was. I wanted to write it down. It was moving too fast, and I didn't hit rewind. But anyway, it was more like um you know where where people will recreate history to the point that if they keep on saying it in their mind, it becomes, it becomes, it becomes true. <laughs> it becomes believable. So, yeah, you know, uh Shianali is a hard nose and he wouldn't give me my belt and he doesn't care. Meanwhile, they if they really dug down deep enough to understand and look back and like I just had a coaching client that canceled uh, the, just over email. Thank you so much was the email. You're a great coach. However, our styles are not blending. Um, you know, you asked me to do things and then the next week you want me to be accountable, but I'm a very busy person. I wanted more of the philosophy. It was really what they were basically saying is they're not willing to Get down to business and do it. They didn't. They weren't willing to take it and improve. They were so busy in their in their recreating of the history that they were going to justify why their business is slow, why they don't sign people up, why they're poor, or why they can't help others. You know, whatever the case may be. So. Um, you know, it's an interesting dynamic where, where, so there's a rule in there where, you know, you, you, you know, as a business owner, the rule would be not to allow people to influence you. Like, you know, people would say to me all the time and go, if you did a woman's only mother's class on Saturday morning at 7 a.m., man, all of us would go to it. And then I go, wow, that's cool. There's like 20 of you. Yeah, they're all nodding their heads. I'm like, okay, next week I have the Saturday class in in place. No one shows, you know. Uh, Oh, they didn't think I was really going to do. It, that was just they picked the time. If you would have did it on a Sunday morning at 3 a.m., you know, on only the days where the moon is out, and they, you know they want to make sure that I'm not going to do it, and then I do it, and they don't live up to that because that was their real their lie of, of their reality.
1: Yeah, and you know we as school owners. We have to we have to have standards, and we we uh, you know we we have to be immune to criticism. Now, when I say immune to criticism, I don't mean that we don't actually listen to criticism. I, you know, one, I can remember one time I had a girl quit and, uh, she was great, a great student. And this was when I was still teaching every class or most of every classes, uh, all the classes and, um, and the exit interview, I asked her, you know, like, why are you quitting? And she says, well, she says, honestly, you, you, you know, you don't, um, you don't care. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she says, well, I, I was purposely making mistakes so that you would pay attention to me mm-hmm. so that you were, and they, these are my words, but basically she right. was saying this, so that you would pay attention to catch me making mistakes and give me attention. right And I told her, Sam, I said, you I, I never I mean I look at you what you're doing, I make sure it's right, but you're always doing things correct. I never had to you know worry about you not you know so I learned something from that. so I needed to switch. Uh, or add in that I need to be looking for the good, too, and complimenting. And still, even though I'm there as a a trainer or coach to see the things that are wrong, I have to see the things that are good. So I'm not so much immune to criticism that I don't listen to honest criticism and take it in and change because I'm willing to do that. But a criticism that does not fit the, the, the bill, does not fit our model or who we want to be or what we want our school to be like, that needs to be thrown out the window, and if it's applicable, then you get rid of that person or persons.
0: Right, exactly, and, and I have, just like you said as well, I've fired students before. In fact, I just saw one of them that I fired. Uh, it was a family of three. Big money hit for me, you know, like, you know, you're looking at $400, $450 a month, you know. I, I think that uh, – you know, for someone to say let that go away—that's a payment of a, a car payment or a, you know a small condo in Florida monthly mortgage. But you know, I was able to say, you know what? These people just don't match my criteria. In fact, they were the type of people that just did what they wanted for the sake of trying to push your buttons. She would sit down in the hallway of my school with her legs spread out. Yeah. A- Cross the hallway so people would have to step over her and I'd say, ma'am, can you sit in the chair? No, I don't want to. I said, ma'am, I would really like you to sit in the chair. And she reluctantly get up the next day, she'd be back. I said, I don't want you sitting there anymore. And then she would do it over and over again to push my buttons. I said, if you keep this up, I'm going to not allow you to come here anymore. She kind of rolled her eyes. I walked in the office, grabbed her contract, made a photocopy, tore it up and handed it back to her. And she's like, what is this? And I said, I'm going to get your kids. I love your kids, but I don't like your attitude. I've asked you multiple times. You are no longer allowed to come. To my school, And she kind of got up and grabbed her kids, and she hated me for a long time, but she saw me at the, at the fair recently and said hi to me. She came out of her way to come. Maybe she had some epiphany that she was a jerk, and she realized she was being a jerk about it. And this is my way or the highway. It's, it's Ali's world. It's, you know, it's Long Island and Jitsu Center world. It's not uh, come in and we'll blend to you. It's not like we're blending to the religion or the culture. They come into our religion and our culture, and they do what we say or do, or else they shouldn't be there. Agreed. <laughs> you know, so, so I mean, it's it's hard though. But here's the thing: you and I could talk to her blue in the face, and there are people out there going, "Yeah, that's easy to say, Dwayne and Allie, because you know I don't have many students, and you guys do." That's not really the case, um, you know, because those people that you get rid of, and you said that we never know before, Dwayne, when you mentioned that, and then people will come to you and say, "Oh, I'm glad you did that. They were a pain in the neck." I mean, I had literally no. I had a person that was literally. The hardest person ever I've ever dealt with in my entire 25 years of martial art teaching. I bent over backwards, tolerated phone calls, got text messages threatening to quit and this and that and causing trouble and back talking. I mean, no joke, this one person was more of a headache than all of my tens of thousands of students combined, and I'm not exaggerating. And when I finally decided it was over. I said, go away, they cried and hemmed and whored, but literally when they, the people in my lobby found out, it was like a, a movie where there was one clap, and then all of a sudden, everyone started to clap, and it was like a roar, people were so happy, like not just one, but like 20, 30, 40 people could not stand that's what they had to deal with. My school was affected heavily by that negativity and that person. And, boy, it was literally like taking off a backpack with a ton of cement in
1: it. It is liberating. Um, it's just I wish it was one of the concepts
0: that I learned early
1: on. I think I would be or, you know, I would have been farther along quicker had I learned that concept of, you know, fire fast, higher slow type idea. Um, but we do the same thing where, you know, we go through the contract with them making sure that, that, they sign up for the year that, you know, they understand it's a year contract and unless they move 25 miles away from here or the, you know, God forbid their kid gets hurt and they can't ever do karate again. Those are the only two ways they're getting out of that contract. Um, and yeah. So, and, and if, if you as a school owner aren't doing that with regards to making sure that they understand the parameters, you know, one, how they can get out of the contract and two, how long it is for and, and those type of things, and what the standard yeah. what they what you expect you know cuz i'll even say you know you, you know 6 months from now if johnny says i don't want to go anymore you're going to say to him well no you're going until this uh, agreement is
0: done right yeah and and listen these are the rules within your business so you you know again i urge the people out there to think in sets of rules. So when it's written in stone, you're not gonna be bend. You know, people will be like, Oh, can you please work with me? Can you you know give us a discount? And you know when I audit schools and I start coaching them and I look at their programs and I say how many students you have? They say a hundred and I say and how much do you charge a month? A hundred dollars a month. I said, Okay, how much are you grossing? They say fifty five hundred I scratch my head and I go the math just doesn't work. A hundred times a hundred is ten thousand and then I say okay let's audit everybody and then I have them make a student grid which those those of you out there listening, do one. Um, you know, write down every single student and what they pay. If it's a family of three and you're only charging $200, break it down, divide it out by three and write down what they're actually paying each child per month and see how much you're discounting your service. See how many people are on these special deals. And remember that if you just would hold out and not be afraid and not give special deals, it's better to have 50 students at $100 rather than $150 at a very, various uh, degrees of finance at around like 40 to $80 and so on. You'll make more money by being more steadfast in your agreement than you would by flexibility and trying to go after the money, selling from what we, we call the point of scarcity rather than the point of abundance, right? And even though you might not be abundant, it's important for you to sell um, that way as if you were. Anyway, long story short, each rule is like, when do I give a refund? When, when can people quit? If you're not a, a, a contract school, month to month, a 60-day payout, no exception. And then, you know, uh, when do they have to buy retail? You know, what gear is tied in? You know, how, how do they, um, you know, have to act before they get promoted to the next belt? How many classes? How much time? The ability of the technique. Put these rules in place so there's no question about it every single time. Right, and that's. Do you have any others to add to that? No, I.
1: That's and no. And that's just the tip of the iceberg on creating rules yeah. for your business. You know, um, because the other thing is, you you obviously need to create rules for yourself as an entrepreneur, and you know, being able to get your work done, uh, and and the studio still to be able to move forward. Also, I mean, even even down to the. Uh, uh, I believe the, the individuals that you hang out with, uh, the books that you read, the uh, the time that you spend. I mean, you need to have rules and deadlines and those type of things for that. I Like for instance, yeah, one of my rules is um, with regards to email is I, that's not the first thing I check in the morning. You know, I will not check email until the afternoon right. um, at, at all because I have work that I'm going to get done. And if there's a bad email from a parent or, a client or whatever, something that would alter my mood. I don't want it to alter it, alter my mood before I actually get my project work done. And, right. and most of my most of my project work done, or most of my project work is done during the morning hours and, and not in the afternoon hours. So, I mean, I yeah. even have rules like that to make well, sure that's that I operate great rule. on I was a higher say, level.
0: But listen, listen up about that. Dwayne's rules are performance-based rules, so you can have business rules, meaning like, you know, this is our return policy on gear. This is our um, cancellation policy on memberships. This is our, um, you know, only with a doctor's note or only if you move within 30 miles away. Okay, I moved. Well, okay, now you have to show me what's the rule. Show me uh, mail your credit card and your uh, your new mortgage payment in your name before I cancel this agreement. Now, Because people will lie to you. I've had people say I'm moving and then they, I see them in the supermarket three months later, where are you? Oh, I didn't move. Yeah, I'm moving soon. Well, when are you moving? Because you canceled last month and you should have been training. So now we have to show proof of residency at the new location, make sure that it is 25 miles away. And if it's not, they're going to keep on coming or paying. You know, I know it sounds like I'm a hard nose and I know people out there are probably going, oh, this is going to create bad blood and a bad reputation. Well, I have to be honest. I've been doing this for 25 years. I have an amazing reputation, not only in the martial art community, but as a coach, but mostly in my my communities where people very rarely have stuff publicly to say about me because they know that they're going to be picked apart if they say anything stupid like, he made me pay my contract. Well, of course he did. It's a contract, dummy. That's what I would respond to people, right? But at the same time, when people talk about the standards in my school and how we treat the people and the facility, there's nothing for them to say. 25 years, you'll rarely see anything negative about my schools online. So, I mean, that's because we live to a higher standard, and people know that. You know, they know that our standard is amazing. So, uh, again, you need rules personally. You need rules for the business. You need rules for your finance. You need rules for your productivity, right? So maybe four or five rules for each of those. You don't need a lot, but that would help you.
1: Most definitely. Yeah, I agree. And I and I hope the listeners uh, got a lot of good things out of this today. And, and if there was a, a rule that um, – you know, that you have that you'd like to share, you know, feel free to go to uh, schoolownertalk.com and, and uh, post on this call so that other school owners could um, you know, have access to, you know, a, a rule or a concept that you use in your school, or you could even go to our Facebook page and do the same thing. Um, it's forward slash uh, schoolownertalk, talk. And um, you can, you can do that too. And uh, share this call with the, uh, other school owners so that they have access to the information that you do in order to make their school better as well. Uh, Allie,
0: any any last words? No, I guess uh, guess the only thing that I would close up on is we have something really exciting that we're going to be doing in the next week. Um, so be on the lookout and, and really check it out. We're giving away some really cool things and some really good free information. And, um, we want you guys to listen up with, you know, with open ears because it literally is life changing. The people that we've test, tested it out with have read and done and been a part of all these really cool things that we did there. It's literally changing their lives. So anyway, that's my secret announcement, um, unrelated to what we do here on the call, but I just wanted to throw that out there.
1: Yeah, and it'll be free. So
0: um, yeah. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes
1: to uh, get this directly to your uh, iPhone, and then there's an, um, an opportunity to be able to subscribe through Android devices as well if you go to schoolandertalk.com. Uh, Allie, thank you a lot for uh, being on the call today and, and all the good information.
0: Absolutely, Dwayne. Thank you, too. And everyone, uh hope to have you uh, be with us again next week.